0: Hey there everybody, I am Mike And I'm here to talk about a show I like It's a guy named Draper played by John Hamm It's on AMC and it's called Mad Men Theme song? No, yes, I don't know Hello everybody and welcome to another Friday, another episode of Mad Men Which really another episode of Made Man Where I cover the show Mad Men It's kind of a tongue twister and I screw that up all the time Folks, today I watched Episode 10 of Mad Men. Long weekend where things happened. What happened? Stuff. Some things. We got some ad stuff. We got a lot of relationship stuff. Um, Some big moments perhaps some creepiness, a lot of character development, so why don't we just kind of, and I've literally just finished watching it, got up, grabbed my phone, ran on the back deck, there's crickets, uh, but it's a beautiful night here at the end of September, and I wanted to talk about it. Um, it's called Long Weekend for a reason. It takes place over Labor Day weekend in 1960. Labor Day weekend, Sterling Cooper is closed for the weekend, uh, and Betty... Her dad and her his new friend are going up to the cottage, and they want Betty and the kids to come. And then Don's going to meet the next day. Now Betty is upset because this friend is basically her dad's new girlfriend, um, and Betty's really uh, an immature, selfish woman in this show. It seems like so far, uh, she seems to be like self jealous of her. Uh, or not, is jealous of this woman, does not like this woman being around because uh, her mother died, I think it was the year before or something, it, it hadn't been that long, but her father already has a, a girlfriend and it's funny because Don's like, well, he he can't make his own food or, or, or uh, do his own laundry, like, what is he supposed to do? She's like, get a housekeeper he's like, but the housekeeper goes home at night so she's pretty upset about that um, and Again, it just shows. I mean, I guess you'd be upset uh, if you know if you lose a parent, and then you're all of a sudden your other parent uh, shacking up with a new lady. Uh, and they knew this woman because they talked about she was complaining about this this woman's kids and how her ex-husband cheated on his taxes and how one of the kids isn't even married. She just seems like a real snobby. I I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to like Betty Draper. Sometimes you you smile and feel bad for her or, or you kind of like her. Sometimes you're like, God, you are just like so selfish and and there's more of that later with betty uh, and i'll get to that and i think that may have to do um with something going on with don as well i'll get to that as well i'll get to that as well so long weekend um roger's family uh are going away and he i think they're just going away for the weekend so he has the whole weekend to basically screw around on them uh so he wants to spend time with Joni, take her anywhere. You can go to a Broadway show, we can go to this, we can go to a movie. Um he said we can go to this movie. Uh, oh no. John said we can go to a movie. Have you seen the apartment? And he's like it's ridiculous. A white woman is an elevator rob, op- a white person as an elevator operator and a woman, please. And she's like talked about how I guess the movie, I have no idea what the movie's about. I've heard the movie at the apartment. Um but I don't know what the movie's about and it seems like it's about a woman who um, gets mistreated by a lot of different guys and left, you know, thrown out, you know, in the gutter or something like that. And it seemed like the way Joan said that was, was almost like, you know, is that how you see me? Um, so, Joan doesn't end up spending any time with Roger. Uh, he's like, you're on your own tonight, I guess. I, I don't know, I don't remember the disconnect. I thought they would, would hook up, but they didn't. So, Roger basically says, Don, you're going to hang out with me tonight? We're going to... Paint the town red, and by paint the town red, it means really be. I mean, look, I have to tell you, uh, I'm watching. You know, today's like the the Kavanaugh trials going on. Everything. Uh, Bill Cosby just went to 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 uh, prison this week. Uh, everything's so like like right now, it is such a big time um, for with the Me Too and the Times Up and and all these things and 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 and, and assholes getting their Come up and then I turn and I see Roger Sterling talk Don Draper into going downstairs to casting. I didn't realize that, of course, as a giant advertising company, they also cast their own actresses to be in ads or models to be in ads. And this is for double-sided uh, aluminum, so obviously they need twins. So they head downstairs. At the same time, there's the other guys down there, including Sal, who again is again is still trying to uh, play up the fact that he's a ladies' man. Um, but Don and Roger basically look around at a few girls and say, oh, first of all, they ship the guys out of there. Don's not into it. I feel like Don, to me, early on, I thought something happened with the girlfriend, um, with his girlfriend you know, leaving him, and I think, okay, he's going to focus his time on his family and his wife. So, But he's not really into this. Roger's a lot more into it. Uh, Roger takes these two girls and says, you know what you guys are the new face of double-sided aluminum and um north of girls on your way why don't we come upstairs and celebrate i mean roger has done like it's funny because i think someone i work with said oh they love roger and i'm like it's weird because you do you, sometimes you love him but other times he's a effin creepo and in this episode You feel bad for him, but you also feel like, is it real? Is it a creepo? So he takes the scrubs, and he's just like really over the top, touching her leg, fixing drinks, trying to get kissy-kissy with her. Uh, Then later, basically friggin' riding her like a horse. And Don's with the other twin, and she's trying to get him to do something, but he's not into it. Um, He, you know, the girl goes to kiss Don. He's not really into it. So they leave the room, and... um, roger and this other girl are talking and roger starts talking about his wife starts talking about his daughter basically saying he wanted to name his daughter something else he wishes he could connect to her he had the same conversation with um Joni, uh when they hooked up he was talking about his daughter again so it's like he almost uses these women as like sounding boards to talk to them about different things um talk to them about his life his family like so his family matters to him but at the same time, he's cheating on his wife, like right on, you know, like blatantly. Um, we go outside and Don and this other girl are talking and then the sister's yelling, come on in. I knew we shouldn't have done it a second time. And Roger's sitting there gasping for air, clutching at his heart. Roger had a heart attack. So they take him to the ER. They, uh, they, she says, call an ambulance and get out of here. Get. Because they don't need them there. They don't need any kind of, uh, um, crisis, you know, uh, not crisis or conspiracy, but, uh, you know, the show of an affair. We don't need any proof of that. Um, But it's funny, little things I pick up on. He says, call an ambulance. Nowadays, I think you'd say call 911. I don't know when 911 started, but there was no 911, obviously, in 1960, I guess. I don't know. But it's just, that's a little thing I pick up on. I don't know if that's me or if I'm looking for something. Call an ambulance. Roger gets taken. Uh, He's he's getting wheeled out of the um, out of the uh, office and he starts saying Maribel Maribel that's the girl he was sleeping with Don grabs him by the hair and slaps him right in the face and says your wife's name is Mona I thought that was pretty funny um, but as far as like the joke aspect of that that was the end of it because at the hospital uh, you know he looked bad he looked very gray he looked very gaunt and he starts talking to to um, Don about you know energy and having is you know like having a soul uh is there anything is this it he wants to go someplace you know i i he i don't know if he is Hating his life or starting to second guess his life or starting to second guess what he's done with his life. The fact that he has a wife, that has a kid, and he's been pissing it away, um, you know, with these other women. Because his wife comes in, his daughter comes in, and he starts crying and he's hugging them and it feels genuine. And part of me wants to say, you friggin' louse, you are, you know, you're such a phony but I don't think he's a phony. I think he's crying for what he's done. I think he's crying for what, that he could die, that he could lose everything he had. Now, I could be wrong. Two weeks from now, he could be off with Joan again, or he could be off with his, uh, with other girls. I don't know. This is only the first season. I can't imagine he's found, he's found, um, you know, the, the the righteous path of, of um, no longer having adulterous ways. Uh, but it. Part of me felt that way, like maybe at least he's thinking about it, or is he? You know, it's just—that's the way it seemed because he—he grabbed his wife. He loves his wife, or he's just that guy who loves his wife, loves his loves his daughter, and just this is the way it is. This, you know, the cheating—that's just the way it is. I don't know if that's 1960. I don't know if that's just 1960 um, assholes were more assholey then, because God, it's like I don't know. That's just—it was just out there now joan on the other we do have some joan stuff going on too roger's not the only story going on so joan decides to go out with her friend instead her friend uh came by earlier in the day and she uh ended up getting fired from her job so joan's like we're gonna go out we're gonna have a fun time we're gonna go uh look for a couple bachelors and the girl's like oh yeah i'll do whatever you want sure uh and then later they're they're getting dressed together and it turns out this girl's a roommate too so this getting dressed together and this girl starts looking at joan and basically confesses her love for her. I love you. Uh, when I saw you in college that first time, uh, I followed you. When you moved to New York, I followed you to New York. When you needed a roommate, I moved in. She basically confessed her love for her. And then she says, just think of me as a boy, which I guess is a way of how to explain being gay in 1960 to someone. I don't know. I don't know. It was just, you really felt bad for this girl because Joan just looked at her and was like, yeah, you know, you really, you've been through a lot today. And, uh, the girl's like, yeah, okay, yeah. And she's like, come on, let's go, let's go out. And the look of pain on this woman's face. shes like, she was going to burst out in tears. Like, you know, I've given up, you know, I, I tried. I, I, I took my big swing uh, for the person I'm in love with and and it failed. So Joan and her go out. We don't see that going up, but we do see them bring two guys back to their apartment. And Joan's like, hey, um, you know, I, uh, I have a light bulb. Can you help fix, fix a light bulb in the other room? Takes the guy in the other room, you know. Bing bang boom, I'm assuming. And this girl's left out with the other guy, and he's like, She's like, So what do you want to do? And he starts kissing her. And he kisses her and, and she looks at him. And you th- I think she's gonna say, you know, I just can't do this. And I was like hoping, okay, this guy's not gonna be a creep, is he? But she goes, do whatever you want. And to me, it was it was like you feel bad again because it's this girl, 1960, gay, not getting what she wants, basically just giving up to society, and you think, is this going to be one of these women who ends up getting married, having a family, but you know, never really living the life that she's supposed to be living, living her true love, her true self? I don't know. I'm putting a lot into that that one moment, but the woman's acting was really good. Her face was really expressive, and that's kind of what I got out of it. Um, God, what else went on? Okay, so um, there was a little Pete and a little uh, Peggy, a little bit. Peggy, um, oh, they, they lost a client, so Pete, they lost Dr. Schultz, I believe they call it, even though it's Dr. Schultz is the real one. I think they call it Dr. Schultz or Dr. Schultz. The insoles, you know, the foot the foot guy. They lost them for whatever reason. Uh, Pete came to tell him that, almost to gloat, that it was a creative fault, so it's your fault that we lost them, because I've never seen a client lost before I got here before, it's crazy. And uh, Don's like, you know, once you, the moment you sign a client, you start to lose them. And Roger actually said that to Don later. But Don was pissed, he did not like losing a client. I uh, told Peggy to take her insoles out and never wear them again. Uh, Roger was like, you know, you got to do goes, We just got to cut back. Maybe we'll fire someone as he's getting a haircut in, in the office. Um, if you just clients come, clients go. Uh, there was the, there was more um, advertising stuff. I love the advertising stuff. That's some of my favorite stuff is hearing the uh, the thought process and the ideas for uh, dealing with products and things from almost 60 years ago um this is a lot of there was the kennedy nixon stuff going on very cool because these guys are working for nixon they're helping the nixon campaign but they almost talked they talked about paying clients so i don't know if they're helping nixon if they're if they're doing it, you know, pro bono, if they're doing it out of civic civic duty, I have no idea how it works, but they're helping Nixon, and they don't like the fact that Nixon's leading in the polls. But that Kennedy guy is, you know, he's getting closer, and he's too close. He shouldn't be, it shouldn't even be this close. And of course, we all know history on our side. We know Nixon uh, Nixon becomes president years later because Kennedy wins this time around. And it's just interesting to see, you know, Kennedy's got this like commercial with music do do Kennedy Kennedy and then they show Nixon he's like hello I'm Richard Nixon and he has like a really boring uh the way of talking and that it was that and the you know the uh invention of television and and with young Kennedy I think that had a lot to do with the Kennedy uh being elected and these guys obviously weren't ready for that I'm guessing, because they, they keep saying a while this Kennedy, or at least Pete keeps saying how Kennedy's um, you know, his uh, ads are, are are seem to be effective. I don't know if Pete's the young guy and in, it's just, he's seeing it more and, you know, Don's like, sees Nixon as the guy who worked for everything he has, he reminds him of himself. Um, again, maybe there's that old thing where Don Draper's the older guy in the office, Pete's the younger guy in the office and, uh, you know, there's kind of a little battle going on there. I, am I reading too much into this? I don't know. But I love reading into stuff. That's what I'm doing here. That's what the point of this podcast. Um, what else happened? What else happened? Oh, um, Macon's store. What happened there? Let me tell you. So they basically, they took in uh, Rachel Menken and, and her dad. I think this is the first time we saw the dad, who is the owner of the store and they start telling them the plan they want to put uh, this you know this all these nice areas in they're not just doing uh, advertising they are rebranding this store they are like redeveloping this store so they they are a full service shop um and including putting a restaurant in the store and He's like, I have to have a restaurant, you know, I have to work. I'm in the restaurant business now. And he's like, this is the time. Um, he argued a little bit, you know, because he was just pushing back, not disrespectfully, not completely closed minded, just kind of letting his thoughts be known. Uh, and Don, you know, told him straight out, this is, you know, your your customers have, have evolved and they need this kind of thing. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and he, he. He talked to uh, his daughter on the way out and says he didn't, he goes, he made a lot of good points. He's a little too dashing for my liking. Um, And, you know, this started something because we hadn't seen Rachel in a little while. uh, And Don's got a thing for Rachel. So towards the end of the episode, um, oh, wait, before I get there, um, Pete walks up to peggy and he's like where are you what are you doing and she explains she's doing something and he's like aren't you a busy beaver and he's a real i mean pete is a creepo and a and a insecure little prick um and he's like basically talking down to peggy like um you don't need me anymore this kind of thing and she's like what's your problem and she stands up for him and to me on this show i'm thinking i at any point does like got a guy hit a woman because he spoke up i don't know this is 1960 things are different this is in the business and he's basically not married like if they, they talk like it's nothing and she's like do you like me do you not like me you know do you need me to lie down on the couch for you and he he kind of um i don't think he liked that she stood up for herself i liked it but i don't think he liked it very much uh so he kind of blew her off and so there's a little tension there but they seem to still like each other i don't know why peggy Likes Pete at all, maybe because he showed her some attention. But god damn it, Peggy, you do better than Pete. He's a creep. And I mean, Peggy's you know perfectly fine. Pete's got a nice wife at home, okay? I i kind of love Allison Bree. What's wrong with that? I mean, yeah, okay, she's maybe a little uh, uh overbearing, um, and maybe he likes that Peggy's a little more independent. I don't know, but there's definitely something with um Rangel I I know I'm saying the name wrong. I might be saying the name wrong. But there's something about her. Strong, smart, independent. um, That Don seems to gravitate towards. And let me tell you why. So they're in the hospital and Don calls Betty and basically he's telling her what's going on. Saying, you know, uh, um, Roger had a heart attack. I don't know if about coming up. She's like, don't worry about it. Uh, And then she starts going and complaining about her, her dad's girlfriend. I mean really this her friggin hus- her husband's boss and friend just had a heart attack and she's complaining about her dad's girlfriend. And Don's like, I-, I don't know, bit. I don't know, Bits. I don't know. And you can just see the frustration in his voice like, I can't talk to this girl. I can't even confide in her with anything. I can't you know like I don't even want to like speak to her. I don't want I call her to let her know what's going on and, and maybe to try to, like, you know, her to make me feel better. And all she does is complain about her dad's girlfriend. I mean, she does say, oh, you need to eat something. Uh, do you need me to come home? But for the most part, she makes it all about her. And he's like, don't worry about it. And he's like, I can't stop. Uh, so what does he do to me? He goes to Rachel, Rachel Mankins' house. Basically, says, I need to come in. Uh, oh, she got the telegram. Before I get to this Rachel stuff. Um she needed she said uh, i i got the telegram so apparently telegrams are as close to uh email in the world as we have now telegrams must go like anytime 24 hours a day i don't know how it works but Joan got called but got called by uh, Cooper Mr. Cooper back to the office in the middle of the night she brought her boyfriend back or that guy back with him with her and Cooper's like okay you can leave get out he kicks the guy out and says we need to write all these uh, postcards because of to let all our clients know that business as usual even though roger had a heart attack so he tells her roger had a heart attack first of all now that's she's been seeing roger so she's a little upset with that so she's typing all these things out in the middle of the night on a long weekend with tears in her eyes um trying to hide it and you know once she finally does that uh they leave together in the elevator and roger and mr cooper's like you know uh Dear, you know you um, don't mind me saying, you could do better than that. And she's like, oh, that's just a friend talking about the guy. She goes, oh, I don't mean him. Um, you know, you're too young for the old or something like that. Basically, meaning don't waste your freaking time with Roger Sterling. You, 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 you should do better than that. And just, she had these tears in her eye as she was going down the elevator. Like, am I, should I be, not be with him? You know, should I, I could be doing something better with my life. Or... I don't know, but that it was just tears in her eye. Maybe it's upset about Roger. Maybe it's upset about what have I been doing with him? You know. Back to uh, Don going into Rachel's house. She got the telegram, uh, so she already knew. He's like, "I just wanted to see you. Uh, I just need. A, can I have a drink? You have a drink. Can I, I just need to sit down? Do you need to sleep? Because like, I need to sit down." He starts to kiss her. She's like, "No, you, you don't want to do this." And he starts saying, "This. What if this is it? This is all there is." I think he was basically saying this is all there is with life. At first, I thought he was saying, "This is it. Like you and I are it. This is it together. Like this is how it's supposed to be. You and I are supposed to be together. You know, this is the woman—the strong, beautiful, smart, um, you know, independent uh, woman with you know whose opinions I I I care about. Uh, this is what it should be. And I don't know if he meant that or if he meant like this is life. We're gonna die." live life because she was because then she's like oh that's just an excuse for bad behavior so i i think it was more the this is it this is the only life we have um but i wasn't quite sure uh because she finally kind of relents or gives in not relents uh but she gives in and but he stops he goes i won't do this if you don't want to and she's like yes please and boom they do it and afterwards she lights up a cigarette while they're lying on the couch Uh, And I'm thinking again, how many people died of fires? Like were fire departments like going to people's houses every week for someone who falls asleep smoking and dying? It must have been just uh, an epidemic. Uh, He doesn't have one. Uh, She lights up and he basically opens up to her. He doesn't say I'm Dick Whitman, but he basically says, you know, my mother. um Oh, you said your mother died in childbirth, so did mine. She was a prostitute. Uh, she died. They they sent me to my father's house. They sent me over to him. Uh, then he died. He was a drunk who got a, he kicked in the face by a horse. So she was shacked up with another woman. She married another guy, and those people raised me. So he was ra- those are those are those, those people that the when the hobo came to the house, that wasn't his mother or his father. Um, and he basically opened up to her. He basically he told this woman something he's told. No one. No one. Everyone talks about Don Draper being the man of mystery. doesn't like to talk about his past. His own wife doesn't know this. And he told her. To me, that means he's in love with this woman. It's something real. It's not just this, like, girlfriend thing. And Betty's a great gal. She's a, you know, uh... I mean, you know, she does cut her hair off and give it to children. Um, and she shoots pigeons. Um, yeah, okay, so Betty... I don't know how I feel about Betty. Um... She's got a nice smile, you know? But I feel like Don wants more, and this Rachel might be the more he wants. I don't know. Or he's just completely second-guessing his life. Again, this life he chose. This is this is not Dick Whitman's life. This is Don Draper's life. And now he's saying to myself, you know, uh, did I choose right? Am I doing the right thing? Am I with the right people? This is all me speculating. Uh, but that's what I love about a great show. It makes you think of these things. It makes you speculate. Uh, it makes you just want to watch more and talk about it more. Uh, and I think, my friends, I think I covered just about everything. You know, I watch an episode and while I'm watching, I don't write down anything. I don't uh, take any notes. That would be the same thing as writing down something. And I say to myself, am I going to remember something? Am I going to have an idea what to talk about? Oh God, am I going to forget this? Oh, maybe I should try to talk about that. Oh, geez. Um, and then... I hit record on the phone, and it just starts coming back to me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, am I going to fill up 10 minutes? I've almost, I filled up over 20, uh, almost 25 minutes here. So, you know what, friends? I think it's safe to call it a night. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike, and this is Made Man. Uh, it's a podcast about Mad Men, but you know that already. Because you found us maybe on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. Maybe you found us on Overcast or Anchor anchor.fm uh, our host our site is hosted through anchor anchor.fm slash made man uh, but the website for made man is fans slash made man we are on twitter at made pod hello greg thank you for following uh we are on facebook at fans.experts. and um you know we did it. We are 10 episodes into the first season. We only have a few more to go and it, it, we're done with first season. And it's on to the second season of, of Mad Men already. Uh, I, I you know, I only watch one episode a week. A lot of people binge these shows. I, I binge a lot of shows, but with, with Mad Men, I'm watching it week to week. Um, I, I, My original thought was I'm going to watch like four episodes in a week and talk about them and stockpile these things. Just have these episodes ready to go. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet at all. Every week I've, I've been going, oh, yep, time to do an episode. Um, maybe a time will come where I'll do one or two episodes in a week. Maybe I'll, let, maybe I'll release them twice in a week, or maybe I'll just you know save them and have them excite your Friday as much as it excites my Friday delivering this to you. So, folks, I thank you as we continue this journey for me to have every episode of Mad Men, starting from one, here we are at 10. We've done it. There's only a few more we're done with the, the first season. And friends, we're not taking a week off. We're going right into the second season. This is a journey that I thank you for coming along with me on as I go through the world trying to become a made man. This is the point where I would like to do some, some kind of closing song like. Do, 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 It's the Made Man Podcast, starring Mike. Do, 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 He already said that Mike Limesworth, like. Do, 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 I ran out of ideas, and I'm going to go inside now. Fans Not